0: you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm Oliver Banks, your host and your guide to successfully deliver retail transformation. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, number 110, number 110. And today I thought we would dive into one of the topics that I see coming up again and again. And in fact, it's actually one of the questions that I get asked much more frequently than I thought I would ever do. It's all about Amazon. Now, they are obviously quite a polarising force in the retail industry. Many say that they are too powerful, too big, too greedy perhaps, to have so much share of the market and in fact are responsible for killing off countless retailers, both big and small. But the very opposite perspective is true too. It's relentlessly upping the game for consumers, offering service levels that we've just never seen or been able to experience. And of course, it does also help as a huge platform to help other businesses to thrive as well. Not just killing businesses, but also helping to make them. So the question I often get asked is, what do you think of Amazon? Are they a friend or a foe? I'm going to be really interested to hear what your thoughts are I know everyone has a different opinion on this particular question. Are Amazon a friend or foe? So do let me know. You can reach out on social media or on email, which I'll give in just a second. Now, I also wanted to mention that if you have a burning question about retail transformation or about lean operations or operating models or the state of retail, and if you'd love me to unpack that question right here on the show, on the podcast, then let me know. Send me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And I'll be looking at the most interesting and the most popular questions that I get asked and we'll be exploring them together. So do let me know if you've got a burning question that you'd love to hear more about on this show. Do let me know, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. So back to this particular episode, are Amazon a friend or a foe? It's an important question that retailers must decide the answer to. In fact, arguably, as Amazon becomes more dominant in the marketplace, this question becomes much more strategic in nature and it actually becomes a strategic decision that all retailers must make and live by. Dithering will not help. Flip-flopping will not help. You must decide, be intentional and follow through. And I should also say, before we do get into the meat of today's episode, that when I talk about Amazon today, I'm going to be primarily talking about Amazon e-commerce. There are a number of other aspects of the Amazon business, in particular AWS, Amazon Web Services, but also their Alexa smart home divisions as well that are really out of scope for this discussion. So I do want to set your mind. We're talking about Amazon Amazon e-commerce, amazon.com, amazon.co.uk, whatever country domain you are in. So I wanted to lay out two different arguments, one for friend, one for foe. And then we're going to be looking at some questions and decisions that you can make at the end so that you know what you're going to do about Amazon. Are you going to follow the friend path or are you going to follow... The faux path. So, first up, friend. Why are Amazon your friend? Well, first and foremost, from a retailer's perspective, Amazon are just another channel in themselves. They represent a platform, a way of reaching customers, new customers, and selling to them in a very easy and trustworthy way. You know already that Amazon have huge volumes of customer numbers, huge visitor stats, or traffic numbers. And as we're going to get onto in a little bit, the prime customer base are highly loyal and spend quite a lot of money through the Amazon checkout too. So when you're thinking of Amazon as just another channel, you have to realize that so many customers nowadays start their product journey, their search, with the Amazon search bar, more so than Google. In June 2019, eMarketer reported some really interesting stats. So for regular Prime users, these are people that are buying more than once a week, 79% of them start their search for a new product on Amazon. 79%, that's phenomenal. And again, think they're regular users. So how many just do a search on Amazon and buy from their trusted source? For other Prime members that are less regular buyers, that number still sits at 65%, so still quite fiercely loyal. And even for non-Prime users, that number sits at 37%. So 37% of people start their search on Amazon, even if they're not Prime members. Now, that's pretty crazy to me. And I'm going to put those stats and a few more, actually, on the show notes page today, which, by the way, is obandco.uk slash 110, obandco.uk slash 110, Now, given these stats are from June 2019, you can use your imagination to think how that has changed with all of the behavioral changes that we've seen over the coronavirus pandemic. Prime customers are a big deal for Amazon. And actually, they're continuing to grow. 112 million Prime members in uh, 2019 across the world. So it's a big population. And of course, many households just have one. So that population is actually much bigger in terms of the number of buyers, I would imagine. And as you've just seen from those stats... They're highly loyal and highly valuable. One source I've seen says they are worth $1,400 in sales per year per person. Now, that's quite a lifetime value. If you think that Prime subscription, which you are already paying for, continues to renew, quite automatically, I might add, it gets very easy to continue to buy through Amazon. And actually, Prime users are now more valuable to Amazon the non-Prime users. They account for 65% of Amazon sales. So Amazon is a big channel with a really loyal customer base. And I think from a retail perspective, why wouldn't you want to be in the mix right there? And that brings us on to the next point, which is Amazon as a marketplace. Whether you're a seller selling through Amazon Marketplace only and then fulfilling your own orders or whether you're opting for the FBA fulfilled by Amazon service, there are two big growth opportunities there in front of you as a retailer or as a brand as well, I might add. Sellers now account for over 50% of Amazon sales, so more is going through the Amazon checkout to other businesses than it is to Amazon. Of course, Amazon do continue to take a cut, so they win as well when that checkout bell rings, proverbially, of course. (laughs) But it's something that Amazon recognize as hugely valuable and they want to continue doing. So at the end of October 2020, they announced their plans, their intentions to onboard another 100,000 new small and medium-sized business sellers. In the next year, in the next twelve months, one hundred thousand new companies selling through Amazon. So that marketplace is going to become busier. But of course, eighty percent of those sellers also sell through other channels as well. They don't just think of Amazon as their sole shop window. They have other channels, whether it's their own website or other marketplaces such as eBay, etc. And that's wise, right? You do not want to tie your business down to any. Single channel because it becomes highly risky. You know, what if you opt for Amazon as your only channel and then suddenly they go out of business or they decide to close it or put their fees up, whatever that is, it can significantly impact your business. Now, I'm pretty sure that if you are listening, you're probably not thinking about Amazon as your only channel, so that's safe, but do continue to think about that. Don't just trade through one channel have a suite of channels because you want to be where your customer already is. And as we've heard, a number are already on Amazon. And with an ever-expanding marketplace, also Amazon advertising is continuing to pick up the pace. Google and Facebook, of course, are huge advertising titans, but Amazon is growing quickly. In Q3 this year, they had a 51% increase in ad revenue year on year. And given that their ad revenue is $5.4 billion in a quarter, then that's quite a substantial increase, as I'm sure you can imagine. So they have a hugely valuable advertising platform that sits alongside their marketplace platform as well. And now you can begin to see as they grow their marketplace, their advertising business, of course, will continue to attract more and more revenue. So It works nicely for Amazon in that way. And from a proposition perspective, of course, Amazon have been continually upping the game for consumers, faster delivery, more content, better deals. And particularly when doing FBA fulfilled by Amazon, as I say, you get the opportunity to hold on to the coattails of this e-commerce giant and learn to serve your customer in increasingly advanced ways. So there are a number of reasons why you must be a friend with Amazon. Because customers are there, it's another channel, you don't have to be exclusive to Amazon, you can continue to level up your business and drive more trade, but it is going to cost you in the form of advertising revenue increasingly, and we'll dive into that in a little bit more detail very shortly. So those are some of the reasons why you must consider Amazon your friend in the retail marketplace. But let's flip it around. Why are they your foe now? Well, the biggest argument here really is that it's about continuing to feed the monster. By being a friend with Amazon, are you just encouraging that machine and Jeff Bezos to make more money, which cannot be good for the wider retail market? And then you have to ask the question, what happens when other retailers fall by the wayside and Amazon is the only shop left in town? Figuratively speaking, but maybe literally speaking as well. Ever since Amazon started expanding away from their initial core category of books, they've been expanding into more and more categories and niches and really cleaning up. And just recently, in September 2020, they announced Luxury Stores, which is their initiative to focus on selling into the luxury market, the premium end of the retail market. And it's a real demonstration that they're relentlessly going to continue to try new things and move into new markets all of the time. And there are a number of different examples we could give of that, of course, as well. And I think their size makes them very dangerous because they can suddenly just do this big move. And it is a big deal. And they could move and shift in any direction, really, at any moment in time without any warning. So quite a volatile force in the market. Now, one of the reasons why they should be your friend was because they are just another channel. And yes, it is another channel. But is it really relevant for your consumer? Are Amazon customers your ideal customers? Perhaps, perhaps not. Maybe you're targeting someone else. Think of that prime demographic, research it, understand it, see how it fits compared to your customer base. And whilst it is nice to think of those loyal, high spending prime customers, one of the big challenges of selling through Amazon is that you don't really have any way to serve those customers except through your product quality. Amazon really owns the relationship there. And remember, whilst these prime customers are loyal, they are loyal to Amazon, not to you as a seller. And unless you're already a big established brand name, then it's quite easy to just forget. And for consumers to actually not even realise who they are buying from, it's just going through Amazon. And it's also worth pointing out that Amazon really are quite selfish in as much as they are increasingly focused on their own brands. Wall Street Journal recently reported that Amazon used the data from their third-party sellers to illustrate their own product development opportunities, give insight into which products, what price points, what qualities, what features, etc. should they be designing to really steal the market from their sellers. I'll put the link to that Wall Street Journal investigation on the show notes page, which again is obandco.uk slash 110. And data on Amazon is still relatively limited compared to having your own e-commerce store, or even your own physical store for that matter. You know, it's going to really stop you from continually optimizing and prioritizing your future developments as well. Also, brands right now are increasingly looking for exclusivity. Most notably, Nike have decided to pull away from Amazon and a number of other retail outlets to add that element of uniqueness, to make sure that they don't just become a commodity. But you must remember that examples like Nike are where they already have a hugely recognized and established brand. Now, earlier on, we spoke about the opportunities with Amazon advertising. But you have to ask yourself, will the Amazon grid just become another pay-to-play format like social media has become for brands and retailers where organic traffic and eyeballs becomes increasingly hard to go by unless you are doing sponsored, promoted, paid-for positioning. And I think that's a big risk. You absolutely start to see more and more promoted products in Amazon mixed in with, of course, their own products too. So where do you feature if you just want to go organic? And then if you do add in that additional advertising payment, what does that do in terms of profitability? Now, perhaps you could argue that you are not having to acquire customers because Amazon are bringing the customers to you. So that shifts the whole cost of acquisition discussion in a different way. And then from a proposition perspective, are you tired of Amazon continually upping the game? Is it frustrating when they suddenly announce that now parcels are going to be delivered in... Faster and faster timeframes or by drones or robots or whatever that looks like. Do your customers need it? And when is enough enough? Where's the line drawn, you know? Is it important to have that 10 second delivery or actually not? Another element why Amazon becomes a foe of the retail marketplace is around trust and integrity, which we haven't really spoken about now. But they've had a number of different issues with reviews, for example, in reports of fake reviews. And potential fraudulent activity. Also, they're starting to see more scams and more pirate goods coming through their platform. And they are now announcing a series of initiatives to avoid this sort of counterfeit challenge and pirate goods being sold through the Amazon platform. And that, of course, could hurt you, particularly if you are a brand yourself. So head over to the show notes page to get some of the links around what they are doing to protect intellectual property and copyright and trademarks and so on over there. And there also continue to be claims about how their workforce are treated and how satisfied they are with a number of different high-profile headlines and protests and all this sort of stuff, which raises questions, although there is really not a huge amount of detail about the truth, just a lot of opinions at the moment. So, those are some of the big key considerations to think about when you are deciding if Amazon should be a friend or a foe. And of course, there are lots of other considerations as well, whether it's AWS or Alexa or Kindle or many of the other different pies that Amazon has fingers in. So, what should you do? Well, I wanted to leave you with some questions to help guide you, to help direct you. Now, from their own words, Amazon described themselves as being guided by four principles, customer obsession rather than competitor focus, passion for invention, commitment to operational excellence, and long-term thinking. So those are all words from Amazon about Amazon. And I wanted to use those exact same words to help guide you too. So how are you obsessing over serving your customers? And actually, should you be more focused on doing that, Rather than worrying about Amazon coming for you or any other competitor coming for you for that matter as well, what does obsessing for your customers really look like? And you might enjoy listening to episode 81, where I was sharing my thoughts on what becoming customer obsessed means and looks like. Episode 81 of this podcast, the retail transformation show. Next up, how are you showing a passion for invention and for creativity? What are the unique products and offerings that you present to your customers and how can you promote those as key differentiators rather than just playing in the commodity field where price really is the clearest lever to pull and that doesn't work well in your long-term plan, which we'll get onto in just a minute. So how are you being unique and how are you differentiating yourself, offering something that only you and your brand and your company can Next, what does operational excellence look like to you? Amazon are just incredible at how they operate their business. They're so consistent with how they continue to offer their prime, short, fast day deliveries. And that earns huge amounts of trust in the consumer base where, so when Amazon say they are going to deliver, that's when the consumer knows that that package will come for them. What does that operational excellence look like and mean for you? And finally, how are you focused on long-term thinking, long-term planning? Do you have a long-term plan, especially after the rollercoaster ride that is 2020? Or are you just taking every moment as it comes and trying to tread as carefully as you can? And if you were to prepare a long-term plan, what would that look like? What would be the key parts It would help to drive you to your vision. A key part of my transformation trifecta is an achievable approach. And if you don't know where you're going, it's going to be a hard journey to get there. And that's going to mean that your transformation is weakened and at risk right from the very start. So think about your long-term thinking and your long-term planning. So the ultimate question, is Amazon a friend or a foe? Every company has a different answer for this one, rightfully so, and I'm going to share my thoughts on which that answer should be for you. But it's highly likely that you should not go exclusive Amazon. As I mentioned earlier, don't just go for one channel. But unless you have a widely, widely internationally recognized brand with really great brand reputation, then it's probably also not worth ignoring them completely. So don't go at either extreme. Instead, realize that you're not forming a very close-knit partnership with Amazon. But at the same time, you're not really competing head-on-head for every single category that they offer, for sure. So are they a friend or a foe? Well, my answer is both. (laughs) Inconclusive, I know. But if you are being strategic and intentional, then you can treat them as both a friend and a foe and act accordingly. That way, you can get the best of both. You want to continue to offer your own channels, whether it's your own e-commerce or physical stores or both or any other number of channels, as well as listing on Amazon and being able to help get awareness from their customers. Because whilst customers start their search on Amazon at the moment, according to that data that we discussed earlier... It doesn't necessarily mean that they stay exclusively in the Amazon ecosystem. There is an opportunity to get in there, to pinch the sale from Amazon. Or if that customer is loyal and is going to buy from Amazon, then you're there to serve them as well. So you must be strategic. You must be intentional and you must treat Amazon as both a friend and a foe in my view. But take into consideration all of the different aspects that we've discussed today and go in eyes wide open to that relationship, knowing that it's part of the ecosystem that you provide to your customers. And I've got one final closing thought for you today, which I'll come to in just a moment. But if you have enjoyed today's episode, then do remember to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. New episodes come out every single week. And you might also enjoy signing up for my free retail transformation briefing as well, which is an email which comes to you every single week with the big retail transformation headlines from around the world, new ideas, new innovations, and key trends and insight from the retail market. You can sign up on the show notes, obandco.uk slash 110. And do let me know as well if you've got any questions that you'd love for me to unpack here on the show. My email once again, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And if I can help you to be successful in your retail transformation, then drop me an email and let's chat. There are lots of different ways that we could work together and it would be amazing to talk through some of the big themes that are going on in the world of retail transformation and how they apply and become relevant for you too. So oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Now I said I had one closing thought for you and it's this. If you decide not to list on Amazon, if you decide not to feed the monster, will anyone other than you notice or care I'll leave you with that. And I look forward to joining you on another episode very soon. Bye for now.